welcome to the Self Coach Cyclist Podcast. My name is Paul, and today I want to talk about glute amnesia. It's probably a term that you've probably heard banned around by personal trainers, YouTubers, that sort of thing, and especially related to cycling because it makes up a big part of the cycling. Uh, stroke if you like that pedal stroke and today I want to talk about what is glute amnesia how real is it what does it do in relation to the pedaling stroke and then how we can possibly improve our pedaling technique to become a slightly more efficient uh, cyclist so all those things that help us as this self-coached cyclist find their own way through the maze of fitness relating to cycling okay glute amnesia first of all the glutes that big muscle on our butt that's what this is all about and when we refer to that term about glute amnesia it's a term that kind of got carried away with itself and it's not like you've suddenly forgotten to use your glute okay we all have sedentary lifestyles we sit down we drive whatever reason and yeah the glute can potentially become a little bit lazy but it doesn't forget to fire it's not like a dead piece of meat there at the, on your bum it is it maybe falls out of time in a little bit, becomes a little bit less efficient. We perhaps become a bit more quad dominant, those sort of things. But in terms of absolute amnesia, that's a pretty difficult thing. It would need a pretty horrific injury to actually get full amnesia. So when we talk about that, yeah, you haven't just got a complete waste of muscle back there. It's just maybe not doing its optimum job. Let's have a quick think about what that glute muscle does it's really responsible for three key movements the one that you're probably all aware of is that extension so from um, your knee if you're standing up straight so your your quad would be at 90 degree uh, parallel to the ground and you're pushing down something like a squat position or pedaling down that's that big power muscle it's a big muscle of the glute the other one is abduction imagine if you're standing still and you're kicking your leg out to the side and the other one is external rotation. And that, in, if you stood up with your on one leg and you put that knee in front of you, you'd be able to turn your foot inwards and outwards. And the glute is responsible for that movement as well. So three key movements. Now, two of those are really important for the pedal stroke. And that is the extension, obviously really big, powerful movement responsible for an awful lot of power in the pedaling stroke. And the other is the external rotation because we want that power to go in one nice straight linear direction and having the glute control the position of the knee and the ankle through the pedal and into the drivetrain is a really critical part of this as well. Now, when you're uh, accused, if you like, of having glute amnesia, the, the reason that comes sometimes picks up is because uh, on a cyclist, it will pick up as having quite a, a dead spot in the top of the pedal stroke. And you can often hear this, especially in a group class with turbo trainers, as you can sort of hear the free hub engage is like a little dead spot in your pedaling um, as almost the momentum is faster than your glute is able to fire and, and push power on the pedals. You'll also find it with people have um, back pain because to compensate for a poor performing glute you tend to compensate by using some of your back and especially your hip flexors and that can change your posture and you might become quite tight in the hip flexors the hip flexors are almost the muscles on the opposite side of the glute so um imagine just sort of coming out of your your groin if you like and so 
if they're becoming dominant, they can, they're quite small muscles and they can become quite sore and quite tight. So I don't want to get too much into the glute amnesia. Google it and you'll find lots of references and, um, and lots of physios talking about it. Some, some in more depth than others, if you like. But for the sake of this podcast, I want to bring it to attention to the idea of the pedaling stroke, which I don't think many people are talking about at the moment. And this is to try and see if we can get our glute muscle in time with where it should be, where it's most optimum to put its power down on the pedal. And I think that's what, as cyclists, we get accused of the glute amnesia for. Not because our glute isn't firing, it's just not firing at exactly the right time or maybe the pedaling cadence is going a little bit too slow or a little bit too quick for us to make those connections and get that optimum pedaling stroke. So optimum pedaling stroke. <laughs> um, I think most of the myths have been debunked now about the idea of pulling up on the pedals. I think we've moved on with that. I think any research paper that's come out recently is all about having a good, efficient downstroke where the big key muscles of the glute and the quads and the hamstrings are all working in alignment, in exact timing to provide the most amount of power on the downward slope and giving our opposite leg the best possible um, chance, if you like, of hitting all those timing uh, sections, if you like, to try and get the optimum pedal stroke pulling up on the pedal we're using your spds is really really fairly old school the muscles involved in that are very very small it really doesn't offer any particular performance advantage anyway do your own research if you don't if you don't believe that because for the rest of this podcast i want to talk about how you can take this concept of glute amnesia check with it and then try and see if we can work that into the the pedaling stroke and make that pedaling stroke a lot more efficient. And you should think of the pedaling stroke a lot like any other movement that you might do in the gym. And if you've seen strength coaches pick apart your deadlift and your squat and making really, really subtle changes to your stance, um, at what point certain muscles engage, you know, where your eyes are looking, all those sort of things. If we begin to put anywhere near as much attention to detail into our pedaling stroke as we do our deadlift and our squat, then we have some fairly big performance gains to be had, um, especially in regards to longer distance because we've become a lot more efficient with our muscles and in peak power as well, especially um, on those really big, powerful, like three or four second sprints, you know. And when I say sprint, we're not talking about race winning stuff, but I'm talking more about when you're just pulling around a hairpin or you just need to put a big effort in to get on top of a gear so you can change, you know, those those sort of big efforts when you just hit a really steep section but it's only a few pedal strokes long, that that's the sort of way where we can really make some good efficiency gains as well. Okay, the pedal stroke. Let's try and imagine the pedal stroke. Um, try and focus in your brain, if you can, about the the cranks um on your chain rings you know there they are the pedal there and i'm trying, trying to think of what we call top dead center so this is the pedal at its highest possible point and have a think about where your foot is in relation to that so your foot will be clipped into the pedal They'll, your ankle to your shin bone will be under quite a steep angle and as your shin comes up to your knee that 
uh, angle between your shin and your quads will also be quite tight. And the angle between your quad and your torso will also be quite tight. So when the pedal's at top dead center, you're in quite a cramped position. All of those angles are like a little coiled spring, if you like. And you can imagine that, that ankle pulled back, that knee is tight and tight up against it. And you've also got that, uh, that hip angle as well is also really tight. And this is where you are absolutely poised to really attack the pedal. Now, at this part of the pedal stroke, if there's some momentum, the quads muscles are already doing a little bit of work to get you there. Now, the quad to the front of the leg, you know, remember the rec fem, etc. Now, they've done a little bit of work to help you get to top dead center. But at top dead center is the first opportunity the glute has its absolute opportunity to explode. That big, powerful bum muscle can really start to push down, extend, and get some power down onto the pedal. And it needs a solid platform to do that. So if the pedals move in a bit too fast for it, and it goes to push down, and the pedals rapidly disappear and underneath it, it really can't put that power down. Which is why a lot of cyclists report they can get more power down on hill climbs or in a slower gear. And that's because their glute is a bit out of time with their cadence and they find that at a slower cadence, their brain, etc., their muscles have a bit more time to catch up. Now, this is something you can totally train. I know we can train it because we have years of experience of training people in the turbo training room who can spin 100, 110, 120, 200 RPM and still putting out really, really good power. Look at track cyclists really high cadence, massive amounts of power, but it does take uh, practice. It is a skill um, and being able to move your body that quickly and get the timing right. <laughs> you know, it's the difference between a family saloon car and like a high performance, high revving, normally aspirated engine, you know, so it needs really, really accurate timing. And this is something that just comes with practice. So top dead center, and we're pushing down and that glute muscle can be uh, engaged a long way around the pedal stroke actually, up to probably about four o'clock, you know, so almost down to that bottom dead center. That's a big, powerful movement. And just think about that on your deadlift or your squat position, how much of that power really comes from that glute muscle. Exactly the same, pushing down on the pedal, big part of that pedal stroke. The quads therefore, those big, Four muscles at the front of your leg there they they only really account for a sort of between 10 and three o'clock so they come into a little bit the pedal stroke a little bit sooner than top dead center but they're not at their maximum uh, efficiency if you like until they hit top dead center and they only take us to about three o'clock um, then after that our hamstrings the muscles at the back of our leg uh, take over and they sort of work in from about two o'clock to seven o'clock in that, in that circle, which means we've got a fairly big gap to fill between sort of seven and 10 o'clock uh, on the pedal stroke, where there isn't really any power coming from those three big muscles, in what we call our dead space. So when we train people how to develop a really good pedal technique, the, the way I like to teach it is trying to make yourself absolutely totally aware of where top dead center is you know make that connection in your brain you know feel where that point is 
And at that point there, that's your opportunity to start putting power down. And power is the word of trying to connect with that top dead center. And you'll feel it, you know, when you're out cycling, just be aware of where that top dead center is. Feel that coiled spring of all your joints becoming very close to one another, almost at the top of that stroke. And then really think about pushing down and generating that power. After that has to become the control element. And this is where if you just put down loads of power without thinking about it, the pedal would accelerate out of control and you wouldn't have the, you'd lose the momentum if you like. So this is where, you know, you get that timing between glute firing, quads firing, hamstrings firing, and then at the bottom of the stroke, when everything can potentially become all a bit loose and floppy, you know, that's where you need all your, your calf muscles to control that momentum and carry carry that round to the other side, the other leg on the other side of your pedals on your cranks that can start taking over. So those three words that I really try and get people to think about, power, control, momentum, power, control, momentum, power, control, momentum. And you can see how repeating that as you're cycling uh, can start establishing those neural connections. Now, going on to that neural connection, that's really is how I like to train this. And uh, when people are on a bike, on a turbo trainer, you can do this at home. And I, I really would encourage you to do it is to try and give your brain the stimulus it needs to make those connections. It's just like practicing any movement. You could call it doing a hurdle, throwing a discus, whatever it is. Your brain needs the practice to get that muscle memory to work. And ideally, you want to try and train that by having sort of several different stimuluses so that you can really cement that learning. So you want to uh, observe it if you can. It's pretty hard to observe it, but you can see it. So keep looking down. Is you know is your ankle out of control? What is your cadence doing? You know, as you see your knee floating around like it's not really in control, make a note of that and become aware of it and try and straighten it out. Be solid, and if you've got a cadence meter as well, keep an eye on that cadence meter and try and keep it nice and consistent. And then. In fact, actually, why would we just go on to cadence? Cadence, we all talk about 90 RPM and everyone grumbles when they first get a turbo trader that 90 RPM is way too high. <laughs> I promise you, we practice 90 RPM just feels normal. Um, and we have several athletes now that 100 RPM is just normal. It feels nice. It feels floaty. It feels engaged. Practice, practice, practice. We'll get you there. Okay. So you're doing that. You also need that tactical feedback, that feel, that kinesthetic connection. You need to feel where that top dead center, you need to become aware of where it is. You need to feel about any constrictions that you might have. Is your ankle able to make that angle? Um, the common one for cyclists is that their hips can't make that angle, you know. So, and I'm pretty sure anyone's been riding behind someone who's got like their knees out because their hips just don't allow their quads to come up and meet their torso you know there's just too too much of a tighter angle or there's too much other stuff going on in there so you need to feel that see if you can correct it work on that mobility make sure that at top dead center your leg has got the absolute best opportunity possible to put that power down and then feel that power you should feel that platform of the pedal tight against your shoe and you're going to be pushing that down you should feel that feedback from your pedal all the way from top dead center down to that um, sort of four o'clock position. You should feel that underneath your shoe because if you can't feel it underneath your shoe, <laughs> you know, you're not putting power down on the pedal, you know. So just 
be aware of it. And it, if you can't feel it, you can correct it. And then um, look for the audio signs as well. So there's a couple of things when you, that you can hear. One, when you've developed a really nice pedal technique is that the, the sound should become much more consistent. It should turn into more of a consistent hum or a whine of your drivetrain working. When it's really messy, it will feel choppy. You know, you'll feel the free hub click and engage. You'll feel the chain come loose and tight. You know, you might hear like the sound of your saddle creaking as you're, you know, rocking backwards and forwards on it. So the, the smoother you get, the less you'll hear. So that's one part of audio feedback. The other part is just that internal dialogue. And this is something that I found really useful about developing a pedal technique is talking myself through this. Um, I'm going top dead center, glute, quad, top dead center, glute, quad, top dead center, glute, quad, TDC, glute, quad. You get the idea. So I'm making those connections as I feel top dead center. I'm becoming aware of it. I'm saying it in my brain. And all those three things together make me really acutely aware of where top dead center is. And when I've got that, I'm thinking engage glute first, that glute muscle. That's the one I want to fire at that point. And you will get that muscle memory. It will happen. And then you'll fire the quad and you'll feel this solid platform. And then you can just speed your cadence up on this beautiful, you know, perfectly timed <laughs> uh, pedal stroke. And then start after that, it's thinking, add that momentum, add that momentum, and you'll start developing this really excellent pedal technique. So just to sort of sum all, <laughs> all of this up, uh, it's a lot to take in, I'm sure, and I've been talking quite quickly. Glute amnesia, you don't forget how to lose your glutes, you just don't have them perfectly timed, that's all. And as you don't have them perfectly timed, other muscles will try and fill that gap for you, which will result in this downward trend. We can correct it, we can train it, just like any other athletic movement, we can do this. And then we just need to start thinking all the different stimulus that you need in order to learn and practice a skill, give it to that pedal technique, make sure that that glute is firing, feel it. You should be able to not just feel it as in feel your glute, but you can almost um, put your finger on your glute while you're cycling. You should be able to feel that glute engaged, you know, as your muscle contracts, you know, you can actually, you can actually see it and feel it as well. So um, in fact, there's probably a, quite a funny video on YouTube. I remember seeing quite a long time ago about putting your finger in your, um, your butt muscle to see if it's actually engaging or not. I can't remember where I saw it, but I'm sure it's out there somewhere. It's quite funny, but it, I tried it. It definitely does work just to, oh yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a muscle contracting there. <laughs> um, and you become aware of it. And as soon as you're aware of it, you can do something about it. Now, um, I did mention very, very quickly about um, pain associated with compensatory muscles. And the two that really spring out are the lower back and the hip flexors, because you tend to compensate with your pelvis rotation if your glutes aren't being as effective as they might be. So if you are experiencing those, I would really, one, go and get a little bit of help. Just make sure that you've got that mobility through your hip flexors, etc., to make this work and maybe do some work on the mobility that will help it. Because if you really haven't got the mobility to have your legs at top dead center in that constricted space, so that your glutes can fire, then that's your first problem to solve. Because 
at that very, very tight angle, it's it can be quite hard to actually engage your glute and you almost then become reliant on the weight of your leg almost let falling onto the pedal, um, which doesn't give it any power at all. And you'll end up way further into the power, into the pedal stroke, like two, three o'clock before it feels like that you can put any power down. And then by that time, it will probably come from the glute muscle. So um, not the glute muscle, sorry, the, the quad muscles, which is how novice cyclists or cyclists with hip restrictions can become increasingly more and more quad dominant and that glute amnesia becoming more and more of a thing um nearly always comes down to mobility nearly <laughs> everything almost does when we talk about this stuff so um yeah just going into that if you can't get into that position that is the first thing to solve maybe you hadn't realized but if you can think about it become aware of it then you can do something about it this time yeah is a fantastic time to practice it because we're outside, we can take in on some of the longer climbs on longer roads. And I'm pretty sure you've all been on a climb and you just need to take your mind off the pain and you just go, okay, let's just talk about my pedal technique for a bit. Let's just think about what's going on down here and let's see if we can smooth this out and see if we can make it a little bit easier, a little bit more efficient. You know, now is the time to really practice. Okay, I think I've uh, <laughs> whittled on long enough for just one muscle in the body. I hope you found that useful. Um, let me know if in the comments if you did. And I don't know what the next one's going to be about, but something will inspire me at some point. Please let me know if there's anything that you would find interesting. Okay, take it easy, everyone. Thank you so much.